Hey guys, I don't just talk about games and make picks. I put my money where my mouth is. I bet with Odds Club. They have an easy to use site with all of the major sports to bet on. Their payment options are just as easy. Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, whatever you use, Odds Club has it. And it's so much easier than those offshore sites. You get paid on time, every time. Follow Odds Club on Twitter and send a DM. Tell them Clack or Michelle sent you and receive 20% in free play. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Terrible Takes, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Michelle, and here with me, of course, is Clack. Clack, how's it going? How's your week been? Pretty good. How about yours, Michelle? Um, it's been a week, to say the least. Um, I'm super excited for today's podcast. I know we have a lot to talk about, um, including some you know, differentiating views that we have. So I'm excited. So, you know, I'm going to start off with asking you a question. Okay. Who, like, who's been saying they're saying they're back longer, Tennessee or Texas? Like, every year we hear Texas and Tennessee. Like, oh, we're back this year. This is our year. This is our year. We're going to be so good this year. And then you have Michigan and Georgia that jump in and be like, oh, no, this is our year. We're going all the way. This is our year. We're going to win the playoffs this year. Like, who's been saying it longer? Like, every year since, like, 2012, we hear this every single year. Texas gets Charlie Strong. We're back. We're going to win it all this year. They hire Tom Herman. We're we're back. We're going to win it all this year. Tennessee going into this year. We're going to win the East. We're going to beat Georgia. Like they both, all they say is we're back. And then you got Michigan and the fighting Harbaugh's. They're like, oh, this is the year we beat Ohio State. This is the year we make the playoffs. Like who's been saying it longer? Like, do we have to do this every single year? Um. So as far as longer goes, um, probably Tennessee because they just suck in general. But my big two most overrated Warback teams is Michigan number one and Texas number two. And I have a lot of stats. I did my research this week. Um, so I have a lot, a lot of statistics to back up um, everything that I'm going to say. So... So since we're winning overrated here, let me uh, Michigan obviously number one overrated every year. Every year they think this is a year we beat Ohio State. Every year they fall flat on their face. Okay, especially look at this year. Number two, I'm gonna go Texas. Okay, like every year this is the year we're gonna win the Big Twelve. We're gonna go to the playoffs. I even like last year I thought they have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. We all know how that turned out. Same thing this year. Think Sam Ettlinger is going to have a great year. They can't even beat Iowa State. Okay, Iowa State's a good team. Don't get me wrong. But the Big 12, of all the Power 5 conferences, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are the weakest. They can't even get out of the Big 12 and make the Big 12 championship. Okay, they made it last year. They lost. No, they did not make it last year. I'm sorry. Yeah, they didn't know. Um, not while Oklahoma I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of a year ahead of myself here. They can't even win the Big 12. The Big 12, they can't even win the Big 12, and they think, oh, we're back. I mean, they get one win over Georgia. Sam Ellinger goes on this big rant, we're back. Please, you can't even beat your you can't even beat Oklahoma. Right. You can't even win your own conference. So, Come on. So I want to jump back to Michigan. Um, as you can see, I have my notebook here. I have tons of notes. I went back to win. Um, Michigan first hired Jim Harbaugh because that was supposed to be a turning page of events for Michigan. So, 2015, we're going to flash back. Um, they went 10-3 and three that year, played Florida, who was ranked 19 at the time. Michigan was ranked 17 in the Citrus Bowl. They won. It was a knockout, 41-7. to seven. Um, Fast forward 2016, they were number six and played in the Orange Bowl versus FSU, who was 10 at the time, and they lost by one point, 33-32. They were also 10-3 and that year. Um, They went downhill a little bit, 2017, played in the Outback Bowl. They were unranked and played South Carolina and lost 26-19, and we know South Carolina is like the armpit of the SEC. They literally suck. Um, 2018 made it to the Peach Bowl. They were ranked eight again. Played Florida again. Was it a revenge tour? 
No, actually, because they lost 41-15. They went 10-3 and that year. And then that brings us to last year, the Citrus Bowl. They were ranked 17, um, where they played us, you know, down in Orlando and lost 35-16. They went on 9-4. and Michigan, in the last four years between 2015 and 2019, was 1-5 for bowl games. This year, so far, they are 2-4, beating... Minnesota in Rutgers in overtime. Absolutely crazy. Lost to Michigan State 27-24. That was a close game. Um, I guess that's a good game for them, one of their rivals. Also lost to 12th-ranked Indiana, 16th-ranked Wisconsin, and Penn State lost 27-17. They are 0-5 versus Ohio State since 2015. So, if I'm Michigan, I'm the ADs, I'm all these upper people, I'm the media on the outside looking in, what are we paying Jim Harbaugh for if they cannot be Ohio State? Here's another fact. What do you think their record is against top 25 teams? Like, if you had to guess. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give I'm gonna give part of the seat. They played 24 games. This is going on. This is not compensating for 2020. Going into 2020, they have played 24 games against top – against – teams who are currently in the top 25 when the matchup occurred. What do you think their record is? I would definitely say a losing record. You're right. They're 10-14 and 14 against top 25 teams. Okay, Michigan is great against subpar teams, but you put them against a good team, Ohio State, Penn State, they're not very good. Jim Harbaugh cannot win the big games. No, he can't. And it's getting to a point. If you're Michigan, you're like, something's got to give. You know, we can win eight and ten games all year, but if we're not beating these ranked teams, we're not going anywhere. Right, and again, going back to the rivalry games, they are three and two against Michigan State since 2015 when Jim Harbaugh was signed. So those are my big two. If you cannot beat Ohio State, who, you know, is your conference champion, if you cannot beat them at all, and you can't even beat your in-state rival. Again, what are we paying you for? Right. Why Why I mean, is he still there? I think that's the million-dollar question. It's just like, I think the, the, the thing with the Michigan, the higher-ups last year is, okay, you know, last year didn't go our way. Let's give him one more chance this season. Obviously, this was pre-COVID, and then you hit COVID and everything changes, and, you know, I – but, but don't you change think, with Michigan. Don't Michigan you think that just, makes it even worse? Because this year we're, every team is playing in-conference games only. So in conference, as of now, in 2020, they are 2-4. That is their record, 2-4 this year, playing in-conference I, games. I agree. I, I agree. And, you know, you barely beat Rutgers. Okay, Rutgers is better than last year, but come on. You barely beat Rutgers. And then, you know, you go up again. You lose to Michigan State, who is really struggling this year. And then you lose to a winless Penn State team. Like, what what is going through the minds of, you know, I mean, I can imagine the Michigan fans. Like, I know how I felt in the Shula days. Mm-hmm. Like, we are a better football team than this. We we deserve better. And we're, we're losing to teams we have no business losing to. And, like, and, I, and, like, imagine how Michigan fans are feeling. You know, and it's just like, what does Michigan see in this guy like? Okay, yeah, I get it. This guy was good at Stanford. He took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. But to me, it's like I feel like the longer Jim Harbaugh goes on somewhere, the bigger fraud he becomes. Like, I'll just say it like it is. Jim Harbaugh is the most – I'm going to say it point blank. Jim Harbaugh is the most overrated coach in college football history. I don't know about in history, but I mean, currently, yes. I mean, like, what, what – <laughs> What does he bring to Michigan? Like, look at his offense. His offense last year, in 2019, was 44th in the NCAA. Okay, that's not awful. There were teams who were in really good contention for the playoff who were worse than that. But at the same time, like, I mean, if you're going to win a national championship, you can't have the 44th best offense in the country. And, you know, defenses, they've been, you know, up and down. I think a lot of coaches nowadays, and this, this is goes to something I'm going to get into later on. Coaches nowadays, or some coaches, you know, two coaches that can in particular I can think of. Their biggest claim to fame, claim to fame, is their defense. 
I think I know who you're talking about. For one like, person, which we'll get into like, later. Like, I mean, it's great to have a good defense, but nowadays you look at college football now, you've got to have a good offense. If you don't have a good offense, you're not going to win the big games. Agreed. I mean, I mean. <laughs> you know, another, another fact I found when I was digging into all of these metrics and statistics is that Michigan has not been to the Big Ten Championship since 2004. Wow. 2004. Um, they played I-1 130-17. So, again, it just goes to show. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad. We have we have to say, um, again, within the last five, six years here, they've had a winning record. You know, 10-3 and three is pretty good for the most part. I know we're spoiled as Bama fans, and we would expect okay, nothing if, less. If you're going to claim to be a college football powerhouse, 10-3 and three doesn't cut it. I mean, as a Bama fan. Is a 10 and 2, 93 regular season going to cut it for us? No. If we have multiple three or four years in a row of 9 and 3, we're going to be calling for somebody's head. That doesn't cut it if you claim to be a college football powerhouse and you're going to get up on your pedestal every year and be like, we're back. This is our year. 9 and 3 does not cut it. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. And especially when you're in a conference like the Big Ten. Where I or where Ohio State is your biggest competition? Okay, Michigan State's good. They're up and down. You Penn know, State up and Penn down. State up and down. But when you're in a conference where you have two, maybe three teams to beat, you know, Wisconsin's up and down as well. But again, you're in a different division than Wisconsin as well. When you're in a conference that you should be able to at least. The Big Ten should always come down to be, to Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan. When you're in a position where, okay, maybe it does come down to them every year. But what is their record again? I mean, look at Jim Harbaugh against Ohio State. He's only been somewhat close one time in a game that went into overtime. They got screwed, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is not good against Michigan, against Ohio State. I mean, imagine if... You know, heaven forbid. You know, one day Nick Saban's going to retire. Let's say we get. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not even going to name names right now because I don't want to get into that. That's <laughs> not a subject I want to get into. Yeah. If our coach is open filing against Auburn, fire his ass. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, you cannot have a coach who. I mean, you can't win your division, and you can't beat your rival. At some point, it gets to a point you have to look at it like, look. You know, this is not cutting it. I'm not content. You know, if you're Auburn or somebody, okay. I'm. You know, you're going to be content with nine and three seasons. <laughs> well, I mean, that's when maybe maybe Michigan is. Maybe Michigan, that's more of a of a culture that I guess they need to it change. It could be, but I mean, but if you're Michigan, you're a college football powerhouse, or you're supposed to call football powerhouse. But why are we? Why are you content with losing to Ohio State every single year? You're in and out. You're in, you're out, not losing Ohio State, getting blown out by Ohio State. I mean, like, what, what do out, Michigan yes. fans see in Jim Harbaugh? Like, so I even have the scores to some of those games um, dating back to 2015. 42-3 um, to three in 2015. 2016 was the close game you were talking about. They lost 30-27. to 27. The last two years, however, complete blowouts. 2018, Ohio State won 62-39. to 39. And 2019, 56-27, and that was in Ann Arbor. It's like, okay, we got that great defense, but we're going to be shit against Ohio State. We're going to have to write this one explicit. Um, <laughs> like, imagine if every year Alabama gave up 56, 60-something points to, to Auburn and lost every year. Would we be content? No. Heck no. No. Like, I mean, Michigan is a college football powerhouse. What are you content about? With this every year, like, why are you content for this? Okay, I get it. We're Bama fans. We're spoiled. But are you seriously content with this every single year? Yeah. So, I mean, who would not? Yeah. So, want, but here's my thing. Who wouldn't want the Michigan job? Other than your Nick Saban, your Dabo Swinney, your Ryan Day, other than those guys, the Michigan, unless you're at a big time school now that's winning. The Michigan job is a really a dream come true. A dream, co- a dream come even true. Even if I'm Devo Swinney, I've built Clemson to a powerhouse. 
I sure as heck can entertain a Clemson job. Unless I'm pretty much Ryan Day or Nick Saban. Or, uh, I mean, I would entertain the, the, the Michigan job. Uh, yeah, I because agree. Very tempting. The Michigan job, I mean, it's Michigan. Who would not? It's just like Alabama. Who wouldn't want this job? Michigan could do so much better. They really could. Why do you not reach out to someone? You know, you could jump and go for the NFL, even some coaches at the NFL level. Michigan could do so much better, but this is just like they're content. And Jim Harbaugh, who has got his wheels stuck in the mud, and they're going nowhere. Like, could not be me. Could not be me. I mean, yeah, couldn't be my team. All right. But so anyway. Yeah, enough Michigan. We're gonna go to Texas because I've also have some good stuff on them. Um, Texas definitely up there in most overrated teams in college football. Um, I have some stats dating back to two thousand and nine because you know that's when we played them in the BCS game and that's they right. lost. Um, but their record that year was thirteen and one. They have not been close to that record in the 10 years following that game. In fact, they did not even go to a bowl game the following year. In 2010, they were 5-7. and seven. Now, I know they lost some starters, um, including the quarterback that Cole year. McCoy, yeah, they also McCoy, lost, yeah. I believe they also lost Jordan Shipley. They're starting who was a Blitnikoff, I believe was a Blitnikoff award finalist, but still. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was just bad. They Again, they had a winning record, but it was a very, very slim margins at 8-5, and 9-4. and four. Charlie Strong's first year in 2014 um, lost 31-7 in their Texas Bowl versus Arkansas. Again, another very terrible team in the SEC. Went on the next two years, no ball games whatsoever, went 5-7 and seven with Strong. They got Herman in 2017. Um started winning some bowl games there. They went on to win their next three, including the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, which was a huge win because Georgia was ranked six in 2018. They were 10-4 and four that year. Last year played the Alamo Bowl against Utah, 138-10. They are 5-3 and three in bowl games. Overall record, though, since 2009 between the three different coaches, 84-58. and 58. How mediocre. Right, and here's the thing, like, you know, Texas fired Charlie Strong for mediocreness. A me- a mediocreness is putting it nicely. They went five and seven two years straight. I mean, here's the thing. What has Tom Herman done better than Charlie Strong? I mean, you know, I get it. You know, maybe Tom Herman won a New Year's Six Bowl over Georgia, which is something we're going to get into in a minute. Yes. But, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just like this year. I mean, you have Sam Ellinger is a good quarterback. I'm, I'll just put it like it. Sam Ellinger is a good quarterback. Texas has the pieces, but they don't win. Anytime a team has the pieces, but they don't win, you you, you immediately go back. You look at the coaching staff. And it, it just gets – I mean, look at the game Texas has lost this year. It's always – you know, look at the game against Oklahoma, and especially the games against Oklahoma, the games against Iowa State this year. Tom Herman has made some very questionable decisions that has cost him the game. And I just think he gets to a point where you look at it like, you're like, look, again, as we, about Michigan, we're a college football powerhouse. We should expect better. Correct. If you cannot beat Oklahoma at Texas again, what are we paying again, you for? Once you don't, when you cannot beat your rivals and that's your biggest Achilles heel, and you cannot win your conference that is weak, again, Big Ten, Big 12, you know, Big Ten has been Big, Big Ten. I would put Big Ten as the second best. I would think conference. I'm going to put them as the third best, just because. Over who? Clemson is in contention every season. Wait, Clemson, no, 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 no. Clemson's no, 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 in contention no, no, no. every year. But they're the only team in the ACC that's good. Okay, I get that. That's I like all that. the people that y'all been complaining because Alabama it. was the only good but team in the it. SEC. I get but it. we have the West with LSU. But how has the ACC and SEC have won championships? I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, but you can't discount Ohio State. Okay, I get and it. And Michigan and Wisconsin. Again, they're all up and down, again, but. Ohio State, again, in the past few years, other than the first original playoff in Ohio State, Clemson and Alabama have been the class. The SEC and ACC have been the class. But but who else in the ACC is good besides Clemson? Okay. I mean, they're carrying good the point. entire conference. I get that. But that's the point. They're carrying the entire conference. The SEC and ACC are constantly making championships, constantly winning championships. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I give I give Clemson the all the credit, but since no. they're the only team in the entire conference, that's why I have to put them at three. I mean, 
like we've talked about before, Ohio State, good, immaculate, wonderful. Michigan is there sometimes. Wisconsin is there sometimes. So at least they have three good teams. I agree, but at the same time, I'm basing this on what conferences, other than Ohio State, Michelle, other than Ohio State, the first year of the college football playoff, name me a conference that's won the college football playoff. I mean, yeah, you it's, can't. It, but it's just Clemson. That's my it's, point. Oh, I mean, at least Alabama, SEC. LSU. No, I'm, I'm saying ACC, though. Yeah, right. you're right. SEC, yeah, we have LSU. We played Georgia in the national championship. They deserve to be up there. Obviously, Alabama, we're always winning national championships. So, again, Texas A&M, not even that bad. So, SEC, definitely up there. No argument SEC, there. ACC, simply because Clemson, they're the only conference that's become close. We might, we might have to have a whole podcast yes. on that one. We'll, we'll but, go back to that okay. later. <laughs> back anyway, to Texas. Back yes. to Texas. <laughs> Texas can't even be there. Like, I mean, they, they've had one win. I think I've got this right. And, I mean, you if you can only be Oklahoma one time in the past three or so years with Dicker the Kicker's big field goal, other than that, <laughs> you can't beat your rival. Not to mention the losing team in the Big Twelve Championship a couple of years ago. Right. You can't beat your rival. You can't win your comp can't win your conference. Oh, the one year you and then you, you beat Georgia in the sugar bowl, you get on your sugar high and act like you're so good. <laughs> right, which got them nowhere. Which got them nowhere, I mean, basically. Right. And set got some Edlinger on his high horse and then they fall flat on their face next year. Uh, yep, they went ten and four in two thousand eighteen when they played Georgia in the sugar bowl. Last year, 2019, they went eight and five. I mean, 10 years here, they 10 and four. They were, what, nine and four in the regular season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When does a nine, since when does a nine and four team belong in a New Year's Six game? I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, come on, like, they barely get themselves into a New Year's Six game. They beat Georgia, which this is something we're going to get into in a moment. Yeah, I'm really excited Um, about this topic. They beat Georgia. (laughs) Okay. It's just like, that's their claim to fame. Right Here, now. Here's my question. This is just a question I want to ask. Okay. What is the? I mean, as a Bama fan, my level of contentment. I'm not content unless we win a national championship, Facts. a Sugar Bowl, a Rose Bowl. Doesn't mean a hill of beans to me unless you win a national championship. So I get as Bama fans, our our level of contentment is different. But since when? And this is a question like I ask a lot. I ask myself a lot. Why does your level of contentment come with a sugar bowl? And if your text is like, why are you happy with a sugar bowl? Like, okay, I get it. You know, we've struggled the past few years. Let's be happy about our sugar bowl. But Well, I think that's just it. I think you have to take when when you win big or something as big as a New Year's Six game with the Sugar Bowl, after being five and seven, five and seven, six and seven with unfortunately, you know, losing record with strong. And you you do go on to a Sugar Bowl and be a number six ranked UGA. Like, that is something to celebrate. I mean, we can't discount that. Like you said, we're spoiled as Bama fans. But other teams, when they're in the process of rebuilding their team, rebuilding a culture, rebuilding a coaching staff, like, those wins do matter. Like, I, I, I agree with what you said. I agree with everything what you said. But when does the rebuilding stop? Like, it's every year. We're rebuilding. We're rebuilding. Give us another year. When does the rebuilding stop? Tom Herman has had time to re, to rebuild. Jim Harbaugh has had time to rebuild. Rebuild. Kirby Smart has had time to rebuild. Are Linda, we going into the UGA topic right now? Okay, let's, it's, let's it's, go into the next. Is topic. that what we're talking about? Okay, so my third overrated team. I've com- com- contemplated between two teams, Georgia and Oklahoma. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Okay, but good. Let me good. explain on Georgia. Oh, this is going to be a long segment. Georgia is a – I do believe Georgia is a great football team. I believe Kirby Smart's done a great job. And I think you look at the record, it proves it. But they're also overhyped. And here's why I say How? this. Here's why I say this. Georgia, coming on to the year, every year, it's like, okay, this is our year. We're going to beat Bama. We're going to win the national champ. We're going to get the championship this year. We're going to win it all this year. But what have they done? Other than the nat- one national championship against Alabama, like, like Georgia is great, but they never live up to their own standards. I mean, okay, this year they like even you look on Facebook, you look on Twitter. Georgia were like, "This is our year. We're gonna win it all this year." You got two losses this year. Look at last year. 
Okay, but who are the two bosses against? Against? Okay. I get the it. The two best teams in the okay, conference. Okay, I get that. But last, even last year, Georgia's like, okay, we're so great. We're so great. You lose at home to South Carolina. Uh, yeah, that Tell was- me the last time Alabama lost to an unranked team. I you can't. you can't. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. 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 Here's okay. A, hang on, hang on. Here's another thing. Then you go and get blown out by LSU. Other than the game against Clemson, the national title. Tell me the last time Alabama got blown out and obliterated. Clemson, Georgia does it, goes and does two of those things in one year. Here's my thing: if you're gonna claim we're gonna win the national championship, we're gonna next Alabama. Prove it. Quit losing to South Carolina and then getting obliterated in the SEC championship okay. by a good but by LSU. You have, to, you have to agree. That LSU team last year was probably one of the greatest teams okay. in college football history of all, time. of all time. Of all time. If Tua doesn't fumble and Tua plays better and Bama eliminates the mistakes, especially on defense, oh, not to mention the refs against that Thaddeus Moss, Alabama beats LSU. We're not even having this discussion. Alabama's a national champions last year. Okay, give it, give LSU credit though. They were a great football team. They deserved that game. Team. They deserved the national championship. Okay, but here, and then where do you think? Okay, as in getting something that we were talking about earlier. Good football teams don't just have good defenses; they have good offenses. Georgia's defense last year. 48th. I'm going to start. Let me rephrase. Georgia's offense last year, not defense, Georgia's offense last year was 48th in the NCAA. 48th. If you're going to claim that you're a college football powerhouse and that you're going to win a national championship and this is your year, 48th in, the, 48th in offense is not going to cut it. You have got to be top in both offense and defense to win a national championship. I mean, yeah. And, and Kirby Smart, bo- sorry, Kirby Smart boasts of, I've got a great defense. If you're so smart, get a good offense. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, I'm, Georgia has great. They're a great football They're team. They're a great team. I think we just but dog on them because they we hate overhyped them. overhyped themselves. Okay, but let's be honest. Again, going back to kind of like what we were just talking about with being content, if you're Georgia and you have to face – potentially Alabama in an SEC championship game every single year. Let's be honest. Like that's the one thing you're focused on throughout the entire season. And I think that's why flukes like South Carolina and stuff happen. You're not expecting much from those teams that have nothing to lose. They literally go out there and play their hearts out because they're, they're expected to lose. So they just do whatever the heck they want for the sake of it. But if you're constantly having to think about playing, you know, Playing in Alabama, playing in LSU, like I, I can't even imagine that, honestly. So I, I don't even say content is the word, because I think Georgia, they, they've gotten better every single year. So until this year, at least. Well, until <clears throat> this year, yeah. So going back to when Kirby Smart was hired at UGA 2016, I know that made a lot of Bama fans upset because of all the stuff that happened with the playbook, blah 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 blah, whatever. Um, it wasn't that good of a year. You know, this was what we would call their rebuilding period. They went eight and five, um, and they beat um, whoever Liberty. They played the Liberty Bowl. They played um, Texas Christian, won thirty-one to twenty-three. The following year, you know, was when we played them in the national championship game. They went thirteen and two. They beat Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield, which was one of like the most explosive offenses in college football at the time. 54 to 48. That was an electric game. Um, and then, you know, they they played us. You know, it was ranked. Um, Georgia was ranked three. We were ranked number four. So, and I mean, that game was insane. You know, it was 26 to 23. We won in like the final few seconds. Just the second and 26 was that play. Um, the following year, they played the Sugar Bowl. They played the Sugar Bowl actually two years in a row, 2018-2019. Um, lost to Texas 2018-2019. They played Baylor and won. So they're 3-1 and one in bowl games under Kirby Smart. Okay, but that brings me to my next question. That's good by any other team's circumstances. But if you claim every year, this is our year, and we're going to win the championship, if you have this claim every year that we're so great, 
You have to back that up. Sugar Bowl is not backing it up. Georgia is great. They're a team I worry about every year. I worry to death about playing them because Kirby Smart is a great coach. But when you get up every year and you talk like this is our year, you act like you're so great, back it up. When you don't back it up, you're that's they overrate themselves to me is the thing. They overrate themselves. They're like, we're so good. If you're so great and your coach is so great, get a damn offense and back it up. Like, it's one thing to have a great defense, but back it up. They have yet to back it up. Look where they are last year on offense. Look where they are this year on offense. I mean, it took them almost this whole season to figure out who their quarterback was. I mean, like, it's great to have a great defense, but if you're going to be a national title contender, you've got to have it on both sides. Last year, I, LSU was the lone exception. They did not have a good defense. They had a great offense. They won it all. But typically, you've got to have it both to win it all. And Georgia has never really done that. I mean, they, they have great defenses. Where's the offense? If you're going to win a national championship, you need them both. Yeah, I think this year is is really their downfall, um, especially with the quarterback situation. But, you know, they're still 6-2. They're ranked number nine right now. Um, and their only two losses was against us in Florida, who is number one in the East. So, again, I don't necessarily think it's contentment. I think you have to go with these these smaller wins here. Um, I mean, they've been to the SEC championship game um, how many times now? They went in uh, 2017, 18, and 19, actually. They've won the East the last three years. Um, the only year they didn't go under Kirby was 2016. It was Florida and Alabama. Alabama won 54-16. So they are, unfortunately, 1-3 in SEC championship games. But, again, that's because they played us twice in a row, 17-18. And then the greatest team possibly in college football ever, LSU, last year. Um, 0-1 in national championships. Again, that's because they lost to Alabama, the greatest team in the country. Um, But, I mean, Georgia does have the third most SEC championship appearances, once again, behind Alabama and Florida. So I I genuinely don't think that you can say Georgia is an overrated team right now. I get that you can't rebuild forever, but Kirby has only been there for four years. So I'm interested to see where they go from here. I mean, I think time will be running out. You can't hold out like you do on, you know, Jim Harbaugh. That's a different circumstance. It's been a bit longer. Um, Same with with the whole Texas and we're back thing. They haven't done anything in 11 years. But I think Georgia has great potential. You know, Kirby's great at recruiting. So um, When he cheats. (laughs) I'm sorry. But, you know, this whole the whole recruiting board thing. Yeah. With Alabama. Let's see how Kirby does without Daddy Saban. Yeah. Let's see how he does once he's fully out of Daddy Saban. Okay, I get it. He's been away from Saban for a few years, but. I mean, everything know, that, he, that he, he knows is from He Saban. has not proven anything. Let me put it like this. He has not proven anything that he is, can, can win without Saban. I mean, okay, I get it. He's been to a championship and all this. But he, you know, Mark Rick was a good recruiter. He was. And, but. Save, or Kirby Smart has not proved he can fully do this on his own. He had a chance to do this year, hasn't done it yet. I get it. Kyle Trask is a great quarterback and has really done a good job with Florida. And but let's see what happens the rest of this year, and next year. If the next year we're at this point and Georgia has two or three losses when we're back to normal seasons, you know it gets to the point where you look at it, is Kirby Smart overrated? But I'm, I mean, I'm going to give it to you. Let's get him through this year. Let's get him through next year. Have this discussion again. If we're having this discussion again this, ne- this next year, mm-hmm. there may be a little bit to talk about with Kirby Smart. Anyway, um, but into our next subject. How about the basketball? I- I'm not going to miss words on this one. Last night was bad. You know, they've, they've looked better tonight, but last night was bad. And, and like I told some, this is what I told my good friend Cody Kirk last night. You know, we're, we're rebuilding. I'm okay with losing games to good teams. I mean, I, I don't I hate losing. Don't get me wrong, but we're gonna you're gonna lose games, especially when you're rebuilding. You're gonna lose games. You're gonna have games when you don't do well, and you're gonna lose when you play good teams. There are times you're gonna lose. I don't want to lose. That's not that's not what I'm saying. 
I mean, I'm, I can be content with losing games to good teams as long as we're constantly improving, but I'm not okay with no effort. And there was no effort in last night's game. Like, like I mean, just where was the effort last night against Stanford? Like, when, when, when you can't get offensive rebounds, you can't make anything you shoot. You're turning the ball over. You're having careless, just carelessness all around. Like that, I'm not okay with. When there, I mean, you've got to have at least an effort. There was no effort, especially the longer that game went on last night, and going back and watching that game. Like there was no effort on either side of the ball. You know, defense has not been the best tonight. Defense has been a struggle in these first few games. Offense has been a struggle when you when you can't shoot the ball and you're missing. You're, you're, I don't know, we were four from, I believe it was four for 20 last night at halftime or something like that. Wow. From three-point range. You can't do that. I mean, it's one thing to lose games. It's another thing to lose games with no effort and when you're playing soft. You cannot be soft, and that's what this team is doing, especially for, you know, Jacksonville State, good win, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, there was a lot of issues in that game. The game last night, there's so many just – it's not that they're not playing good basketball. It's that they are so soft, so complacent, and I guess I guess lazy is a good word. You've got to eliminate that. If we can eliminate that, the wins, the shots, they'll come. But you're not going to win games when you're playing lazy, you're playing soft, and you're just not playing good basketball. Like, fundamentals, guys. Come on. Where do you think that comes from, though? And I, I don't mean this, you know, in – in like a, a mean, you know, whatever, two-faced kind of way, but but kind of like how we were just talking about with our um, our football segments and stuff, being content and, and over-hyping yourself. I know uh, Bama Hoops fans, you know, we we put a lot into the team this year um, with the rebuilding that Nate Oates is doing and stuff. So do you think that maybe even the fans and all of the Twitter chat and stuff has gotten into their heads thinking, hey, you know what, you guys are better than – and maybe where we are right now, just because we are in a rebuilding phase, or what? I don't. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's just it's just two and a half, three games into the season. I want to see what Nate Oates is able to do with just Nate Oates players. Um, John Petty struggled. John Petty has played better tonight. John Petty struggled the first two games. Um, which was a guy we really hoped when he came back we could really rely on him. Struggled the first couple of games. Same with Alex, well, Alex Reese. All due respect, has not played well. Did not play well last year. Has not played this well this year. I want to see what Nate is able to do when he finally is able to get his system in this fully. Get his system in. Javon Quinterly has played really good this year. Needs to work on his defense. Jane Shackelford's been good, but let's see what Nate is able to do once he fully gets his system in because. Nate Oates is the last coach in the world that wants to, to, to be okay with laziness on the court. I, you know, I think a lot of it's got to do with, I mean, there's only very few, there's only two players from the Avery Johnson era still on this current team. But, you know, a lot of it's got to do with the, the system Nate Oates runs. It takes a while to get used to it. And, and a lot of it's got to do with, you know, what you've been under before. Nate Oates is a very high-strung, high-tempo guy. And I think a lot of it's just got to do with your past history, and it takes time to get used to a system like this. And, you know, when you play a fast-paced system where you're moving the ball around, constantly shooting threes and all that, you have a lot to learn, and then you've got to get back on defense, which is something we've really struggled with this the first couple games this year, and turnovers. It's easy to turn the ball over in this offense. I think it's just a thing that takes time to get used to, and I think – you know, I think there's a lot, a lot of – only go back on something. I said there's actually three guys on this team from the Avery Johnson era, Herb, Reese, and uh, John Petty. And, you know, like, and that's kind of why I said I'll be interested to see what's going to happen once we fully have the NATO system in play. But, you know, I think a lot of the problem goes back to past teachings, past experiences, and, you know, the laziness, I think the laziness when the – sloppiness and everything I've talked about. That'll get better with time. At least I hope it does. But I don't blame Nate Oates for any of this because I think when you've been under a system for so long, 
and you're not used to it, it's going to take time. But the question becomes, when is the excuse not, when do you keep, when do you stop playing this excuse of give it time? And I think, you know, give it this, it, again, it does take time to rebuild a program. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. Nick Saban's first year, we lost to Louisiana Monroe. His second year, we lost in a, an embarrassing loss to Utah. It takes time. Give him time and give him time and fully get his system in. But until he gets his system fully in, we can't. It's just you can't really judge the team until his system is fully implemented. Then that's when you keep struggling in. That's when you start looking at what 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 gives. What do we got to do better? Right. I mean, like you said, it's still early days. What, NATO's second season? Second season. Second season. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's still a lot to learn. And just like with anything in life, unlearning a lot of skills takes a lot of time and self-discipline also. So, you know, these boys are college kids. I mean, they've got to get it through their head also that they're doing something different and forget about everything that they've learned. So I think you're right. Give it time and, you know, everything will settle into place. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, and it, and it takes time. And I think I think we're over over panicking after the game last night. Like, it was bad. It was really bad. But, I mean, again. I mean, again, being Bama fans, we're spoiled. Teams, we're we're, we're used it. to winning. I agree. And there's teams, I mean, you're going to have those losses that you look back and say, why the hell did we lose to this team? No matter who you are. You know, there hasn't – college, I mean, I, I can't – of every past national champion in the, in the past umpteen years – Nobody's been defeated. Everybody's had one of those losses. You look back and you scratch your head over. Okay, I'm not saying this is a national championship team. It's not. I'm saying you're going to have bad losses. You're going to have bad games. Don't panic over a one bad game. You know, tonight wasn't the best performance. Yeah, we got to win. But, you know, patience, this is going to come. Let's be patient. Let's see what happens in SEC play. Let's see what happen, good, happens against good teams against, like Houston. Let's make our assessments after that. Let's not do it now. Let's wait and see what happens and then make our, our, our judgmental assess, assessment. Yeah, I get it. It's easy to, be, to panic and be frustrated. But let's give it a few more games. Give it you know, five, six more games. Let us play more quality teams and then do that. Agreed. So, back to football. So, um, Iron Bowl this weekend. I was so upset because I was at work for half of the time when I went. I know when I went on my lunch break. Um, I think it was somewhere before halftime. Actually, they I convinced them to let me go early. Um, I had my AirPods in while I was on the floor, so I couldn't watch, but I was I was definitely listening. Um, so I'm actually gonna let you go first and give me your takes for the first half because I missed most of that. So yeah, I mean it was overall a great Bama performance. Um, you know, we again did like kind of like the Kentucky game started off a little slow. Mac struggled early, but once we got into rhythm, we were in rhythm. Mac had a great Mac Jones game. Defense, defense killed it. I know. This defense has Pete Golding has done a great. You know, you know we're we're critical of Pete Golding when this defense struggles, but we've got to give credit where it's due. This defense has been really played well lately. They're making, you know, hitting their assignments. They're doing everything well. You know, they let Bo Nix escape, get some good decent runs and stuff. But it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Defense has been much better. The, the containing the the run, especially when it's gotta, quarterback, gotta contain and, the quarterback yes. run better. That, but that frustrates overall, me. this defense has played much better. You know, other than you know, forty-two to thirteen should have been forty-two to six. A late touchdown that you know we late turnover hurt us, and we gave them a touchdown. But what yeah, was, what was your prediction for this game? I said forty-one to fourteen. It was forty-two to thirteen. Uh, I said so, forty-nine to seventeen. So we were so really we, close. We, we both did us. really well. Um, Very nice. But. I was really happy. You know, obviously, as Bama fans, we're going to always find things we need to do better. Um, overall, great game. Mac and Najee, great. We're, played great. Uh, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah, Smitty. You know, when do we stop 
when do we start having that question of is Smitty the best in album in history? He's definitely up there. I know I we touched on that last week. I freaking love him. But we also we gotta talk about how good Mac is. I read a quote from John Mechie. I believe it was Mechie. I saw this on Twitter and I meant to say this, but I didn't. Um, I don't know. I think it was the second touchdown of the game. Mechie lost the ball. Like when the ball was started, the ball was so accurate, it literally fell into John Mechie's hands. Uh, That's how good Mac Jones is. Mac Jones is a great quarterback. He is so good. I, I really think this game is going to continue his Heisman push. He is 18 26, 302 yards, five touchdown passes. Like, are you kidding me? Just like, like, like that. That's so good. I mean, he has been so efficient, so good. You know, you got to give credit where it's due. Steve Sarkeesian has been a great offensive coordinator, and you know it's. I he really made us all proud. I he think did. there's he a, really, ton of, a ton of jokes on Twitter about him being a head coach, but I mean, where do you go from here? That man could well, literally go anywhere. I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. What about our coach? You know, that that could have thrown this team for a loop. We played our best game of the season with our head coach. Okay, I, you got to give credit where it's due. Satan has his print. All over this team, and, of course. And you, for all the credit suiting him, but Steve Sarkeesian did a really good job managing that game. Couldn't have done better. You know, it's strange our defense played play one of their best games of the year, one of the best without our head coach. And that that's one thing that had me worried going into the game. And it's like, okay, like Sark is great at offense, but. Saban, I love having Saban there to when Pete Golding goes on his yes soapbox. Saban's <laughs> there to fix it. We have nobody there to fix it, and Steve Sarkeesian is not a defensive guy. And then we go play our best defensive game of the year. I, well, okay, I get it. We shut out Mississippi State, but right. I mean, that's not saying much right there. I mean, yeah, this is the Iron Bowl. I mean, this is and what we, we play a for. Great defensive game against Auburn. Man. You gotta give Steve Sarkeesian where it's credit where it's due. I mean Could you imagine Sark and Pruitt? I would love Man, that would be a heck of a combo. Wouldn't it? it would it not though? I mean Stephen Steve Sarkeesian has uh, I mean, you gotta give credit where it's due. I mean, I hate to say it, he's gonna get a good head coaching job. You know, yes. if I'm Greg Byrne right now, I'm paying him two or three million dollars to be our coaching. Three million minimum. Are you kidding? what he wants? The guy has improved. Okay, his credit, his record at Washington and USC is not good, but the guy has learned under Pete Carroll and Steve, uh, Nick, Saban, Nick Saban. Yeah, who picked, tell me two coaches better to learn on? I know. I'm. I'm really. And, I don't think we will keep him. I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to keep him around. I wish we could keep him around. Maybe be a future head coach. I mean, as you said, records. At other schools weren't as good, but I mean, his learning, his development, all of it under Saban, especially. I mean, you can't undermine what he did. Right, and he he's learned a lot. He's improved, and, and you know, I if I'm a any other team, if I'm South Carolina, if I'm Vanderbilt, that's he's that, one of my list. Yeah, the number one on the list for sure. I mean, but. I get Hugh Freeze has done a great job at Liberty. Yeah, I but was going to ask you about that because, you know, right now, college game day is going Steve, to this. Steve Sarkeesian is my guy. Yeah. So, Michelle kind of leads us into our next topic. Um, some good games this weekend. Yeah. I am a mater. For the first time in its history, has game day at playing at Coastal Carolina. Um, game, I, I, unfortunately, I think Coastal Carolina is going to win. Aww. I hate it, but I think Coastal has had a great season. Uh, Jamie Chadwell has done a great job at Coastal Carolina. That's another name that's going to be getting some recognition for a big-time job. Uh, I, I like Coastal to win the game. I hope – I think Liberty keeps it close, but unfortunately I think I like Coastal to win this game. Glad to have college game day, though. No, Coastal deserves this. They deserve the spotlight. Uh, I'm going to take Coastal. I have not seen the spread on this game, but I'm going to take Coastal to cover. Great I'm offense. right now, yeah, they have uh, eight points. Favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take Coastal Recover. I hate it. I think Coastal wins by something like 10, 45, 35. But, you know, proud of my alma mater and the job they've done this year. Hugh Freeze has done a great job, but all the credit in the world to Jamie Chadwell and, and, and Coastal. I think they win the game this weekend. Other, but, yeah, other notable, notable, other notable games this weekend. Yeah. There's a revenge game. 
I going on a Baton Rouge, Louisiana this weekend. I literally, I, I was telling my mom about this game, like how much it meant to us after what happened last year. And I, I don't think she really comprehended what I was saying. She was like, they suck. Okay, but that's the point. I want to bury them into the ground. I want to skull drag them. You saw they opened up as a, Alabama did a 29 and a half point favorite. I really hope we hang 60 something points. I agree. On their ass. I agree. Easy. I agree. Easy. Um, revenge game. Edward's wrong went on his, and I've already, I've already decided to write this explicit. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, roll tight, or Edward's wrong goes on his, roll tight, fuck that. Last year, I mean, this is the most revenge game ever. And I cannot and, wait. I you literally know, cannot wait. You know, they LSU gets off on their high horse, and if we have, if there's any LSU fans listening, I'm sorry. You disrespected the Tide. You're you're fixing the you're gonna pay the price on Saturday, um, you know, it's revenge season. We all know how Nick Saban is in revenge games. He's lost one revenge game to Ole Miss. That's a with Chad Kelly. Go there. Terrible. So it's revenge game. It's revenge season. It's gonna be good. Here's the question. How I mean, do you let your foot off the gas or do you just no? You literally run them into the. I agree. I agree. But you don't want to get anybody hurt. I mean, like, no, you don't want to get anybody hurt. But you know how Saban is, especially when it like comes to the spread and stuff. They typically don't cover because, you know, Saban doesn't doesn't typically do let, that. Let Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Young. I mean, you know, get a good lead, bring in Bryce Young, let him do it. I mean, I I mean, I know we won't, but I wish we would keep Mackin for all four too quarters. Risky. Just, it's too risky. I mean, I, I I know, but literally, that's that's how heated this game makes me. It like, is. I'm pissed. It is. Like, I'm we angry. Are. We all are. And I, I don't care that they suck as bad as they do. I literally don't I care. Mean, I literally don't care. I want to murder I them. I agree. It's a revenge game. <laughs> you, we got to treat it like it is. It, it is. Other good games, um, A&M and Auburn. Not too shabby. I'm going to pick one in. Let me go and make a bold prediction on this one. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be close. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's going to be but, close. But it's A&M wins. What is the spread on that game? The seven. Only seven points. They're I'm going to go and say that game ends right at seven. I'm going to go. That, that game's going to push. Is it? Yeah. A&M, give me A&M like 24 to 17. Okay. Auburn bad, is going to be competitive in this game. A&M struggled against LSU. Auburn just got blown out. Auburn's going to come in fighting. A&M's going to come up a little bit sluggish. It's going to be a close game. Give me A&M on the push by seven. Auburn's going to be competitive. Yeah. Give me the Aggies by seven. Okay. I I, I could do that. Um, it's really not in any other good games I'm looking. Um, Louisiana, Appalachian State. Louisiana's 25th. They're eight and one. Appalachian State is seven and two. Um, that's the night game on ESPN. Give me App State. Okay, they're a two and a half point favorite, so good choice. Um, other games we have fourth ranked Ohio State against Michigan State. OSU is a twenty four point favorite. Um, Give me Michigan State to Michigan State's not going to win the game unless they. Oh, that. okay. I don't think Ohio State covers. Michigan State's not going to win. Give me the Buckeyes by 21, 42 to 21. Okay. We have 15th ranked Oklahoma State versus TCU. Oklahoma State is 6 and Oklahoma 2. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Going to wipe the field. They're actually only a two and a half point favorite. TCU, okay. Gary Patterson, they've struggled lately. Uh, 100% uh, Cowboys cover in this game. Okay. We already talked about um, your Liberty Flames. So we will move right along. Notre Dame, I mean, they're playing nobody. They're playing Syracuse. They're 34-point favorite. Notre Dame covered. Ridiculous. Next subject. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Florida plays Tennessee. Florida. I think that game is going to be closer than the experts say, but Florida in the end, third, fourth quarter, they cover. Okay. Yeah, it's 17 and a half points. Uh, West Virginia, Iowa State. Iowa State is ranked nine. They give are seven two. Give me Iowa State. Give me Iowa State. What, what do you have for them? The spread's only seven points. Give me Iowa State to cover. Oh, okay. Give me Iowa State covering. No Matt more. Campbell, you don't think they go over? Matt Campbell's cover. I think they'll cover. Give me Iowa State thirty four to twenty four. Um, Matt Campbell's done a great job at Iowa State. Uh, that's another name that's going to be considered for a big time job. Iowa. Uh, Matt Campbell. Give me the. Uh, Cyclones to cover 34 to 24. Okay, here's an interesting one. We have Indiana and Wisconsin. Indiana is five and one. Wisconsin is two and one. However, 
Wisconsin is a fourteen point favorite. They're gonna cover. Give me, give me the Badgers. So we have a, we have an upset here. Um, twelfth ranked Indiana and sixteenth ranked Wisconsin. Michael Penix Jr., Indiana quarterback, out for the season, torn ACL. I don't think Indiana ever covers. Give me the Badgers to cover. Wow, I like that. Um, we have 19 Iowa at Illinois. Um, Iowa's a 13 and a half point. I favorite. think Iowa covers that one as well. Yeah, that um, one's pretty easy. Big, it's gonna be a, kind of one of those classic sluggish Big Ten defensive battles. Give me, give me the Hawkeyes to cover. Okay, we have Vandy in Georgia. Georgia is a 35 and a half point favorite. Georgia's not covering that. They've struggled. Did pretty good against Carolina. They struggled against Mississippi State. Uh, Georgia wins, but no cover. All right. Uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech. Clemson, 22-point favorite. Clemson barely covers. Give me Clemson, 42-17. to 17. All righty. We have 10th-ranked Miami versus Duke. Miami is only a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, and Duke is 2-7. and seven. Miami covers easy. Yeah, that's a bit disrespectful, it I is. think. It is. Um, and then last game we have here um, worth noting is Baylor and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, 22-point favorite. But, uh, Boomer Center, I think they cover. Yeah, I think they do uh, as well. So, jumping into the NFL real quick, uh, Saints-Falcons, that's my big game of the week. Yes. Who that? I'm going to go Falcons. Class. I'm sorry. Why? Look at the numbers against the Broncos. Taysom Hill struggled. Against um, the Broncos. Are again, you kidding? I'm not. What is the spread on that game? Um, let me pull it up. Um, but I mean the Falcons that's hard. Um I mean I know it is a while you're, while you're getting game, the spread so. up, I'm gonna while you're pulling the spread up, I'm gonna give you uh tomorrow Baltimore Pittsburgh ball uh, Pittsburgh minus ten. Pittsburgh's going to cover. Pittsburgh's going to stay undefeated. Uh, Baltimore oh, yeah. without Lamar Jackson, not good. Baltimore's going to cover. Or Pittsburgh's going to cover tomorrow. But I hate that that's a, a 3 o'clock Wednesday, game. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday at 340. Welcome to COVID-19 right. America, folks. <laughs> okay, uh, Saints-Falcons part. I have it. New Orleans, three-point favorite. Ooh. <sighs> that's scary. Give me Atlanta outright. I'm sorry, Cruz is gonna. Yeah, Cruz is gonna Cruz be pissed. Is, Cruz is gonna kill me for this. Rightfully one. Rightfully so. Uh, Cruz and Michelle are gonna kill me for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as a, as a Saints fan, I have to be a realist. Look what our offense did last game. Ooh, another but good game. <laughs> another good game. Um, the Bengals and the Dolphins. Miami's eleven and a half point favorite. Dolphins. Give me the I fans. mean, I know the Dolphins gonna win, give but me the that's fans. just a fun game. Fans have a great defense. They didn't play well last week. Um, who is the Sunday night game? The biggest. Um, let's see. Primetime game for Sunday is boo, 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 Broncos and the Chiefs. Give me uh, KC Pat Mahomes. Oh uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes is they're only a fourteen point favorite. Yeah, I give think me KC way to over. cover. Give me KC to yeah, cover. Way over. Um, any other big games for this week? Um, Browns and Titans. That's a good one. Is it? I think Rams and Cardinals is going to be a pretty good. Rams game. and Cardinals will be a good one. Give me the Cardinals and a slight cover on that one. Give me the Browns over the Titans. Whoa. Browns have been good this year. I mean, they have Give been, me the Browns but... over the Titans. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Titans are five and a half point favorite. Oh, no. Game. Yeah. Give me the Browns. I mean, all day in that one. May not win, but it's not going to be five and a half. Give me Cleveland in that one. All right. Well. There's there's a lot of good football going on this weekend. There is. There is a lot of good football going on this weekend. So a lot to talk about next week. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about this week. This week's been this episode has been long. This week maybe even be longer. So um, it's been fun, guys. We will be back at y'all. Hopefully, we'll have an episode posted on Wednesday morning of next week. Yes. Um. Yeah. So follow us on our twitters. Um. Michelle's is at M Brianne. M Brianne. Yes. yes. Mine is at. Mine is at Josh Clackler, C-L-A-C-K-L-E-R. And our podcast Twitter is at, is our podcast Twitter is at Terrible Take Pod. So give us a follow on our Twitters. Let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about. Let us know. Oh, oh, wait a sec. Well, we're running out of time. We need to get Michelle's bachelorette takes. Oh. You have a minute and a half before we run out of recording time. So. Um, I'll just go really quickly. I didn't come up with a draft once again. I'm sorry. I got way too carried away on all my football stats for this week. Talking about overrated teams and 
We didn't even get to our coaches on the hot seat we segment. Did, we we'll save that for next we week. We got a lot to talk about we next just, week. We just had a lot to argue about today. I we love did. that. Um, Bachelorette, really quick. Um, Easy went home. I'm super sad. I thought he was going to go pretty far. Zach C, um, they basically got married on the show today, which I thought was was very cute. It was very sweet. Um, and then my man, Ben, who is number one in my heart. Who was um, Noah last week? Got, okay, but Noah is a douchebag, and I just said that because we're not even going to go there. Ben is the sweetheart, and he got the group date roast, so I'm super excited. We'll definitely get into Noah next week. Um, Yeah, we'll, we'll get into Noah maybe next week. Who knows? I have a lot to say about coaches on the hot seat as well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's so, pretty much it. I mean, you know, it. we just we just like to talk, keep it real casual. Um, so yeah, that's it. We're running out of recording time. Still getting still getting used to the anchor and the recording and all stuff. We'll be back next week. Roll Tide. Enjoy the games next week. And Michelle, what else you got? That's all I got. Peace out. <laughs>